Hi there, and welcome along to this special Friday bonus pod edition of the Jazz Net Weekly Podcast, the totally free and independent Rangers podcast that is made by four fans for the fans. Uh, as I say, just a wee bonus Friday pod uh, this evening as we look ahead to the Ross County game tomorrow, three o'clock at Ibrooks. Um, but the pod is available for download every week and will stream live on a Sunday night with our main flagship show and then be available for download on a Monday morning wherever you get your podcasts as normal. Um, if you're the first time joining us here this evening on uh, JazzNet, then thank you very much and welcome along. Please do head over to the website at www.jazznet.co.uk where you can also get involved in the friendly, lively discussion forum, as well as match previews, reviews, news, archives, all sorts. So please do head over to the website when you can. Joining us this evening, as you can see, we've got the cameras on. So it's myself, Ross Bennett, hosting, and we've just got the one guest tonight, but we're delighted to have him with us. Uh, it's the man who I once saw described on Twitter as surprisingly all right. It's Stuart Weir. Stuart, <laughs> good evening. How are you? I told my mum never to go back on Twitter after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it was a nice comment. It was actually by one of our fellow Jersnet hosts. Um, no, how's uh, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been as, as active as everyone else's, I suppose. It's uh, been a strange time we live in, but um, thankfully we have uh, football uh, to continue with and plenty of football to talk about as well. No, exactly. Uh, now, before we get cracking on with the show, before I forget, I will uh, fulfil our contractual obligations and uh, remind everyone who's listening to please uh, do check out uh, our sponsors of the show tonight, which is rangerspicks.com. Um, it's the official Rangers Pick'em game. Uh, it's dead easy, and we're actually talking off here that we all sort of use this as well and, and, and get a lot of enjoyment from it. So if you head over to www.rangerspicks.com for the official Rangers Pick'em game, all you have to do is answer 10 very, very easy questions about the, the match tomorrow against Ross County. Uh, and if you get more questions right than anyone else, you will win a share of £1,000. We've noticed that over the last couple of weeks, someone's been winning £500 and it's absolutely free to enter. So please do head over to the website, rangerspicks.com. Check that out. Uh, it's Obviously, it's, it is gambling, so 18 plus, and please do gamble responsibly. Now, Stuart, uh, obviously, we're back in action tomorrow. It feels like it's been a wee while now that we're not having midweek games um, anymore. But uh, before we get into the game, there's a couple of pieces of news that I think we should discuss First things first, this afternoon we get the news that Kieran Dixon from the youth side has signed a contract extension. Um, it seemed to me to come a wee bit out of the blue, but what's your immediate reaction to that news? I think if you look in general, there's quite a bit of activity on the youth side of things, not just within Ibrox itself, but all of a sudden, out of the blue, there's there are players being ushered out on loan deals, and there's also uh, Rangers being linked with several other players, um, especially down south. So there is obviously a bit of planning going ahead for the for the future. The, the thing I will say about uh, youth players and young players you know, coming through, talent spotting and you know putting all your chips in certain players is not an exact science. We have seen this before on numerous occasions. We've you know we've we've seen Rangers bet on red when it's black that's come up sort of type thing and you know I I think when players are of uh, an age especially when they're only sort of trying to carve out their career it's it's about for me it's about three things one getting an opportunity two them taking the opportunity and three understanding that because they've suddenly played one first-team match or sat on the bench for a first-team match, 
they are not suddenly Ballon d'Or candidates. And I think, it, it, you know, I feel sorry for youngsters coming through because they think they've got to take these chances when they come and really grasp them. And sometimes they go a bit overboard trying to make the, 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 the grade. Um, you know, I, I don't think it does them any harm to be loaned out, to go and learn their trade elsewhere. But I do think that, you know, some players might end up getting contracts and deals and others will be shown the door and, and ultimately will maybe come back and haunt Rangers you know, further down the road simply because they, they make a better fist of it elsewhere. So, I, I, again, to reiterate, it's not an exact science and you just hope that the, the players that get the opportunity actually, actually take it uh, and make the best of it. I completely agree. I think a problem with, with, with our club over the last maybe decade or so is that we've had more players shown the door than, than have been able to go on and, and really grab that opportunity. Um, you know, obviously, he's probably listening, but just, you know, and the assumption that Kieran Dixon is listening tonight, what, what advice would you give him to say, right, you, you know, you've got this contract, ties you down for a few more years. What would you say to him to really make sure he does grab that opportunity? I mean, I, I, you know, I would... I would tell him to to listen, especially listen to what his coaches are saying to him, and especially if their senior players speak to him, because they have been through this before themselves. I mean, I could I could tell I could list three or four players who were over a over a period of the last twenty five years who were very talented individuals, but completely lost their way between gaining a full-time contract as a youth player, even being introduced into the first-team squad at times, and where they ended up. Um, I, I wouldn't embarrass anybody by 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 mentioning names. I think there's maybe you know, one or two of the, the listeners and viewers will draw their own conclusions in those ones. But, but we've seen these people suddenly emerge as being the next big thing, and nothing comes of it. I, I think there's, you know, you, you put a hell of a lot of hard work in to get to where you are. I think over the next two seasons or two years, this is when you really have to knuckle down and put the work in. I, I mean, a lot of it is down to chance, luck, fate, call it what you will, but the opportunity is there for you and it's up to you to take it. Yeah. And and, and let's say that if, um, as it probably looks like it might be that the title gets wrapped up sooner rather than later, would you say that there's a good opportunity for youngsters such as Kieran Dixon to really start making a mark on the first team in games where there's maybe a little bit less pressure? Well, yeah, perhaps, but I think, you know, about four, five, six years ago, um, there were, you know, certain things said about Rangers coming back through the leagues by playing youths. And this would be a great opportunity for Rangers to unearth some fantastic talent as they as they came from the you know the, the lowest tier of Scottish football back into the top flight. And I don't really think that worked. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you could you know you could probably name a handful of players who shone maybe maybe burned very very brightly and then you know just disappeared again. So, as I said earlier, not an exact science. Um, but again, if the opportunity is there for Rangers to blood some of these youngsters, I mean, it'd be fantastic to do it, um, you know, till the end of the season. And who knows, it might be a chance to actually, you know, play out some matches in front of spectators and actually play out, 
I've had a couple of games in a team that has just been crowned champions of Scotland. Yeah, no, precisely. Um, this is obviously set against the context of us being two-thirds of the way through the, the January transfer window, um, which so far has been quiet. But this week, we started to see a couple of links to some players that, that might be coming up the road. Um, notably, a couple of lads down at Bournemouth, including Jack Simpson, contracts expiring in the summer. Um, and with us looking to pick up these three transfers in the summer, um, expired contracts down in England, signing up the youth team, do you think that that sort of represents a marked transfer strategy away from spending a few million pounds on Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji and Kemar Ruth? If we can get 55 wrapped up, we can then dial back on the spending, try and lean on the youngsters and, and lean on free transfers a bit more. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed this before on the, the show that, you know, the Rangers scouting network, the talent sporting with an Ibrox has, has had a pretty good year, year and a half in terms of the players that have emerged, in terms of the uh, players that have been recruited and what they've actually done for the team and done for the club. I think this will be a continuation of that. I think the fact that you know, there will always be an occurrence where you have to spend money on a player if you really want them, and that might run into, you know, a couple of million quid at times. However, I think there, there are, you know, there are so many teams in England and so many teams in England with good academy setups that the players that are coming out of these academies who are being jettisoned by certain teams, again, some uh, a manager or a coach somewhere has decided you're you're a player that we want. You're not a player that we want. And on occasions there is virtually nothing between. I mean, it, it can come down to whether a coach likes a guy's boots or his haircut or whether he thinks he he's paying attention when it comes time to you know putting things up my blackboard. Who knows? It's very very fickle. But you know, I'll, you know, I'll say again that the guys that are coming out of a lot of these academies are extremely good players. You only need to look at, um, you know, watch Sky or watch BT Sport or whoever it might be, and see the guys who suddenly emerge, having been on uh, Manchester City for since he was, you know, three years old, and suddenly released when he's fifteen, goes somewhere else, and suddenly they find there's a player there. Um, you know, and I think Rangers have, have been linked to players that are, for want of a better description, you might say obscure. They're not the big ticket items that you might say, well, of course they would be, they would be linked for that kind of player. It's guys that they've obviously targeted, they've looked at, they quite fancy them. And and again, with the, the, the management team at Ibrooks they'll be feeding off the information that they can glean from other people because, you know, you, you'll know it, I know it. Scouts, coaching staff, managers all talk and the chat is if two of them meet up or two of them are on the phone, it's like, you know, what kind of, you know, have you seen anybody here? Have you seen anybody there? And through word of mouth and recommendations, players suddenly end up, you know, if you look at the current Rangers side, who would have thought that, that, you know, Tavernier, who would have thought that Goldson, who would have thought, you know, a, a great many of these players in the, the current Rangers team would have been guys that would have been earmarked for, for greatness at Ibrox, but they've turned up at, at Rangers and have done a job. So, again, it, it, it's, it, it's one of these 
uh, situations where you might sign a player just now, but it might be a year down the line or two years or 18 months down the line before it comes to fruition just how good these players are or, or where they fit into the, the current range of setup. What I will say is that on this season and this season's form, it's going to take somebody with a, a bit of talent and somebody who's able to actually put some match-winning performances in to actually crack, a, crack their way into the first-team squad, even on the bench, ahead of some of the guys who are actually there just now. Because there are some guys that are sitting on the bench have done nothing wrong, but are just not getting the chance. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I think that sort of leads us quite nicely into, into looking at what we might do tomorrow against Ross County at home. Um, Ross County themselves, Stuart, are probably having a wee bit of a resurgence under familiar character in Scottish football, John Hughes, been around uh, the block a few times. Um, so obviously they removed Stuart Kettlewell late on in 2020. John Hughes comes in and, and has got some impressive results. What kind of a, a game are you expecting tomorrow from Ross County? Well, I think that Ross County have had that kind of edge of naivety knocked off them. I think, I think you know, I think that's maybe gone. I think John Hughes... Um, you know, knowing him as a character, he kind of shoots from the hip. He, he, you know, he, he's kind of straight talking. I think there might be one or two home truths um, directed at one or two players, um, and I, I think he will have made Ross County, and he has made Ross County. If you look at the results that they've had, a more cohesive unit. They know what they should be doing. They know what they shouldn't be doing, and that will make them a, a, a more difficult outfit to, to to break down and beat. Doesn't mean to say that Rangers, you know, won't beat them and take three points, but what it does say is that that you know, as a, a, a as a starting eleven, each and every one of those guys will be you know, will know what their their role is um, and how to you know how to play that particular role, and I think that. That is something that John Hughes will get out of his players. Maybe that the previous coach or manager couldn't get. He will he will lay it down in straight terms. He will cut out maybe some of the thrills and um, maybe some of the thrills if you if you'd watched Ross County defending over a period of time. But I think that's the the the, the biggest um, the biggest compliment you can say about John Hughes is he, that his teams will be organised, difficult to beat. It might not be pretty, but then again, you don't get points for um, you know. It's not a beauty pageant. You don't get no. you don't get additional points for looking good. No, and and you don't associate the foot of the Scottish Premier League with beautiful football, do you? I mean, it's, it's no. wrapped. <laughs> but look, I mean, Ross County came to Ibrox back in November, and and admittedly gave us a tough game. You know, it was a Tavernier penalty, and if memory serves, a fairly late Brandon Barker goal that, that, that got the three points. So if, if Ross County have improved from that time, does that give you cause for concern, or do you think that there were lessons that Rangers could have learned from that day? What gives me cause for concern is actually more about in and around the Rangers team. I think last weekend's performance against Motherwell I mean, I wasn't really sold on it. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I think 
looking at the game again, the performance that Rangers put in actually wasn't wasn't too bad. It was actually pretty good at times. I think where my concern or disappointment might have been was the fact that Rangers were a goal down again before they started playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I do wonder what it might take for Rangers to hear the first whistle or the sound of the first whistle in a match and actually go at it from the start. Uh, you know, uh, people will, will, you know, maybe shout me down in this one and say, well, that's not the way Rangers are. We play good football. We we make a lot of passes. We're kind of slow and steady in the build-up, but eventually we'll, we'll win the matches. That's all well and good. When you do win the matches, you don't want to be chasing games from a goal behind. And, I, and, I, you know, and, I've, and I've heard this argument, and I've, you know, and I've heard this argument, you know, a long time ago when... Uh, you know, speak to Graham Souness and somebody mentioned to Graham Souness about the silky soccer that Liverpool side played in the late 70s and early 80s when he was there, stroking the passes around and, you know, and all the passes they would make. And, and Souness said, no, no, for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a match, we absolutely battered teams. The ball was just launched into the opposition penalty box. We smacked players. We, you know, we, we, we stamped our authority in the game. We really pressed and pressed teams and forced them in to make mistakes and forced them back. And once they were a goal to the good, then it's time to start playing your silky soccer, time to start making the passes, it's time to be creative. You don't get that opportunity, and you might never get that opportunity in some games, depending on how they go, if you start a goal, a goal down. I thought it was you know, maybe unnecessary last week against Motherwell to show Motherwell so much respect early on because Motherwell, I think, took that as a compliment and decided, well, Rangers are sitting back here and sort of standing off us a bit. Let's have a go at them and lo and behold, get a goal. And and, I, and again, it's, a, it's something I would point to right through this entire season that the amount of times and, and anybody you know tuning in this evening or listening you know um over the next you know day or so they will agree that there are times where rangers are taking 60 minutes to really break a team down after that point it's like you know a couple of severe knockout blows and they might score two or three goals getting that first goal is something takes a painfully long while and it even takes longer it seems or it's, it feels if you're a goal behind in chasing that goal. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you look back at the pattern of our last few games. Um, Aberdeen, that we started slowly and Aberdeen started very strong and very physical and that was a nervy first 15-20. Mother will score on 20 minutes. Think back to the old firm as well. The first 20 minutes of that, I thought Celtic were frankly the, the more dominant side um so we've we've actually possibly done well over the last four weeks to come away only going a goal behind you know in that one game and, and it has it has cost us we say thankfully Celtic go and drop points again in the week and it it negates that poor performance which is which is fine but you'd have to hope that the, the coaching staff and and the management team have, have identified that and have surely put something to the team to tell them to sort it out I just noticed somebody in the comments here saying about Rangers, we need someone to shoot from outside the box. Yeah. That that is something that is that is really lacking in the current Rangers team. It's almost like they play around 
It's like ice hockey on a power play. Yep. You know, you play around for somebody to get a slap shot, except it never comes. If you go back, you know, maybe again, uh, you know, theoretically, Rangers have been spoiled in the past, or Rangers fans have been spoiled, that over a, 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 a good 25 years, you had guys like uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, you had guys like George Alberts, you had guys like even Ian Ferguson, who would suddenly just smash one from 25, 30 yards uh, into, the, into the, the top corner, or at least hit, hit it on target, so they force the goalkeeper into a save. Whereas they seem... They, they seem devoid of that kind of talent just now, or there is an unwillingness. It might, the talent might be there, but there's an unwillingness to actually have a shot in case you lose possession. It's, it all seems to be about possession, and I, and I, I get why that's important. But you know, possession possession stats have never interested me. I always look at the score to see how a team's doing. Yeah, no, you're right. That there do seem to be times where players afraid to have a shot. I mean. I think probably the worst culprit for that is Glenn Kamara, who will, will look anywhere other than having a pop at goal. And it's a shame because he's, he has scored decent goals in the past. You know, was it, uh, he scored a, a lovely goal in Europe, I think against Benfica. Um, the only player, I think, who, who seems willing to take a shot from outside the box, other than Morelos, who would probably have a shot from Mahus if he could, <laughs> is, um, is Yanis Hadji. And when Yanis Hadji takes a shot, you know, Kamara Ruf goes, in and knocks in the knocks in the rebound, and you can see the value from that. So yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that's absolutely right. We're looking, for, we're, we're looking for somebody to actually have a shot and get it on target. We are not looking for the next Lorenzo Amoruso who got one shot, a deflected one on target, and then then for the next four seasons, just yeah. decided that he was he was going to turn into the rude crawl of Scottish football and try and smash them in from you know Augenthaler esque. Yeah and hit him from about 40 yards. But we don't seem to have anyone that even has the confidence to try that. I mean, what I always think is you see you see Connor Goldson at least once every game striding forward with the ball because he's got acres of space until he gets to about 25 yards. And he just stops and sort of has a look around, squares it to Davis or squares it to Kamara and then trots back off to the halfway line. It's, it's a frustration. As I call it, the invisible minefield. Uh, you, you get to a certain point, then you've got to turn left or right. You know, you can't you can't pull on through. No. The, the difference tomorrow, could it be Ryan Jack? There's a lot of talk about him coming back into the side. Do Rangers need him? That's the question, I suppose, isn't it? It's I'm, I'm not saying the, I'm, I'm not saying that in a way that find your fit again, there's the bench, just sit on it for a couple of weeks. What I'm what I'm saying is do Rangers, you know he needs some game time. He needs time back in his legs again. And um, whether that comes against Ross County, um, I'm not quite sure whether they, you know, they, they save him and have him a, a bit fitter and a, and a bit sharper by what he does off the pitch and, and what he does in training. Mm-hmm. That might be the way around it. Um, I think, however, and this is just me personally, I think it, you know, it, it's probably best to give him some game time and it's probably best to give him some real action and see if he's up to it because what you don't want to do is to ease him in and then find when push comes to shove that he suddenly breaks down again. Yeah. I think I think you, you're wanting to find out, 
you know, over the over the next couple of months in particular, you're going to need guys like that, and you want to find out whether he's up to it or not. Especially where we're at um, on the, what's this, the twenty second of January. Only you know uh, uh, a matter of days to go in the transfer window. You want to know whether you have to go and make signings to cover for him or whether he's good to go. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think one of the other questions for tomorrow is is Cedric Gitton. You know, the boy comes off the bench uh, against Motherwell, gets a, another goal. Surely it's time for this boy to to have a goal from the start with Kamar Roof still injured. I said it. I, I said it a couple of weeks back. He. He offers you something different. He offers you, and especially last week against Motherwell, he gave Rangers um, a bit of physicality. Whereas it's it's quite easy for defenders if they if they know the balls are coming into you know going into feet, all of a sudden you have Eaton going for balls at just about every height, whether they're at ankle height or whether they're you know two two feet above the defenders. And he's going for everything with his head, and immediately you're putting doubt in the minds of the defenders. You're putting doubt in the 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 goalkeeper opposition goalkeeper's mind as well. Do I come for this, or am I going to get a smack? And and I think last week you saw when he came in, I, I wouldn't say it because he's you know he's a world beater, just due to sheer enthusiasm of being let off the leash, maybe a you know ten minutes earlier than normal. He looked. He looked. He looked somebody who could do damage and really do the Rangers cause the power of good. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's how it proved. I yeah. think. I think when he, you know. I think sooner, maybe rather than later, he has to start just to see even in a game whether he can work as a combination with somebody else because it's always going to be more difficult to watch two strikers than it is to just to watch the one. Yeah, and and Rangers have done well this season playing Ruth and Morelos alongside each other. Um, one of those has dropped away with injury. I, I, I completely agree. It would tomorrow seems to be the perfect opportunity, you know, at home against one of the weakest teams in the league. Um, it's it, it seems to me to be a no-brainer, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I think I think this week of all weeks, I think I think you're right. This has almost been like a a Brucey bonus yeah. when when it's been a great when it's been a great week for you and the club. And you have done absolutely sod all about it, you know. Other than watch, other than other than heat up the popcorn and sit and watch how others are toiling and others are struggling. I think that's uh, as it's been a pretty good week for you up until now. You don't want to make a, you know, you don't want it balls up all of a sudden uh, at home against Ross County. But I think the fact that. The pressure appears to be telling elsewhere, and the fact that you're 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 being made to look good, having having sat in the house or just going to training every morning, I think that's a maybe an opportunity, as you say, to actually experiment ever so slightly and see what might work for you in, in games going forward, because you don't want to be playing over uh, the next. I mean, European ties um, uh, and the and the likes. You know, games in the league are, are going to fall into two categories: those that you have to win, and those that you probably will win. And I think it's it'd be good to actually get some of the players who've been on the bench or might have been, you know, um, there or thereabouts when it comes to the start eleven, actually getting a start. And certainly, Eaton has to be one of those guys. Again, he scores goals. Yeah, 
he does he does he scores he scores good goals um and different types of goals and he, he links up play well I think he, I think he brings a different dimension and I'm with you I think I think tomorrow's the perfect opportunity now as you mentioned it, it obviously has been quite a positive week for us um as, as Rangers fans without us having to do very much about it and I couldn't help but notice that if you look at the the betting odds, the odds on Rangers now to win the league are one to a hundred. So you have to bet a hundred pounds in order to win a pound. Um, it's certainly looking very very favourable in the eyes of bookies and the eyes of the neutrals. Do you mean you mean favourable? Favourable, <laughs> exactly. I, um, but uh, Stuart, what's what's your position? Are you now sort of starting to to believe and starting to get excited and accept that this is probably this is probably the year for fifty five, or are you a a fully paid up member of the one game at a time brigade. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Listen, it's it, it's 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 one one gate. In fact, it's it's one half at a time. It's um, I, I would I would I would say that Rangers have done really well up until this point in time. The fact that their nearest and dearest rivals are almost self-destructing before their very eyes, and therefore giving Rangers an advantage. And again, an advantage they are actually increasing. You know, people were saying a couple of weeks back, oh, they've, you know, um, Celtic have got two games in hand, Celtic have got three games in hand, Celtic have got four games in hand. There are very few teams through history and football globally in any generation who've managed to say we've got four games in hand and go out and win them all. Even even some of the, the best teams that have ever played football in you know anywhere in, in, in Scotland and in England on the continent, winning four games that you have in hand is nigh on an impossibility. So when people were trying to judge and gauge the league table and where Celtic might be and how they might they might play catch up and all the rest of it. The first thing you've got to to take into account, as I, I, I say, it, better teams than the, the current Celtic team have never won the four games that are outstanding. But we're also talking about a Celtic team here who have been pretty dire at times. So there was no guarantee that they were ever going to win those matches anyway. And lo and behold, if you look what happens, all of a sudden Rangers find themselves, you know, it's been it's been... I mean, I heard it on the radio. Rangers' lead has been cut to 20 points. You know, it's like slashed to 20 points. You know, you use whatever terminology you so wish. And Celtic have still got two games in hand. And still the big question mark, the big doubt is whether they'll take any points from those games. So Rangers have been pressing home their advantage by doing nothing. And that is a fantastic situation, a fantastic position to be in. No, I think you're absolutely right. It is an incredible position. I mean, I'm just looking at the league table here now. 66 points. Um, I believe Celtic aren't actually playing tomorrow because of the League Cup semi-finals. So we win tomorrow. Admittedly, they'll have three games in hand, but that puts us 23 points clear. Um, but you fall, you, you fall back in, you, you fall into the same cycle again. You fall yeah. into the same cycle of suddenly going from two games in hand to three games in hand with no guarantee that no. having three games in hand is is going to compute to being nine points guaranteed. Exactly. It's, it, it, it's a, for, for, for Rangers and for Steven Gerrard, 
especially Steven Gerrard, the, the focus and concentration that he must be, um, you know, trying to extol his players just now is he's doing a really good job at it, that you've still got to do your job. You can't look at the league table because nothing is won. And for him to keep the focus and the concentration of the Rangers group on the matches that they're playing, rather than what's happening elsewhere, I, I, I reckon that's maybe one of the, probably one of the most difficult challenges he's faced as as a, as a, as a manager. People will say, oh, how can you say that with a 20 points to the front? But, it just as easy for a team to suddenly only take two points out of 15. You only need from Dubai, the wheels came absolutely off. And, and, I, and I could, I, I, I could say with a bit of confidence, last week against Motherwell, if that had been 12 months previously, Rangers would have lost that game 2 1. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. It's, and that's that's the question, isn't it? It's, it's what does Gerard do? Because I think against Motherwell last week, there was a little bit of laziness, which could be maybe bred from from an overconfidence or, a, you know, maybe people starting to believe the hype and believe this is wrapped up. So the question is, what does Gerard have to do to, to keep these players' feet on the ground and say, this isn't over until you win another 10 games? Well, I think the big, the big advantage tomorrow is that Rangers are playing at Ibrooks. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's actually there's some of the players... Um, last week they just don't fancy playing at Fur Park I, you know people will say well why is that I think you only need to go to track side or track level at, uh, at the side of the pitch at Fur Park to realise that there's an almighty slope runs across the pitch and even if you're running you know, if you're running from the right in and goal um, kicking towards a sort of college end if, if you were doing that you're suddenly running uphill. It, it's a far, you know, it's not as if it, you're, you're, you're going from one end to the other, it's uphill or downhill. There's actually the slope runs across the pitch. And I, and I do think the mindset with some players is they just don't fancy, they just don't fancy far part, especially on a wet, you know, Sunday afternoon. They would much, be, much prefer to be playing at Ibrox. And I think tomorrow, I, I do honestly think you will see a far better performance from Rangers all in, simply because... They, they're more comfortable and more relaxed in those surroundings. Well, there you go. That sounds like a very promising place to leave the show this evening. Um, that's us ticked over the half-hour mark, so I think that's probably enough for it as, as a wee preview. As I say, the show will be back on Sunday night uh, with David Wren in the hot seat, reflecting on the Ross County game and, and looking ahead to another busy week. Um, I'd like to thank Stuart for giving up his, his valuable Friday evening for joining me and, and, and giving some excellent insight as always. And thanks to everyone for getting involved in the YouTube and leaving us comments as well. Uh, thank you for getting involved in the show. Um, that's kind of all we've got for tonight. As I say, please do head over and support our sponsors at www.rangerspicks.com. Head over to our website at www.jersnet.com as well and support the website over there. Other than that, thank you very, very much for tuning in. Enjoy the game tomorrow and we will see you on Sunday. <laughs>